This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Well, hey there. Welcome to the How She Did That podcast. Can I just tell you that this has been an absolutely fantastic and slightly exhausting week. (laughs) I just spent the last three days hosting a workshop for online agency owners. It was called Planning for Profitability, and it was so much fun. And y'all, I did not pull any punches when it came to real talk about the choices we need to step up to the plate and make when it comes to getting serious about increasing profitability inside of our agencies. And I, of course, invited the participants to join the Agency Thrive Mine. And now I'm here inviting you to do the same. Agency Thrive Mind is my six-month one-on-one and group coaching program specifically for online agency owners. It's a great opportunity to get hands-on support from me, someone who's grown a successful agency over the last seven years, but also get accountability and support from fellow members. Now is a great time to join because our semi-annual virtual retreat and March Marketing Madness Challenge is just around the corner. If you're an online agency owner looking to start, grow, or scale a profitable agency that allows you to live life on your own terms, then head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMine. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMine with a T to learn more and apply now. Let's head into this week's episode. So today I am going to take you behind the scenes and share the four main ways that we at the Launch Guild get clients for our agency. Now, why am I talking about this? The reason is because I harp on so many of the members of Agency Thrive Mind around making sure that they consistently and constantly have a marketing lead generation and sales pipeline and have a strategy towards getting clients in the door or at least getting clients on a wait list at any given time. So when you were a solopreneur way back when, you most likely could rely more heavily on referrals as your bread and butter, and word of mouth alone could fill your client roster. It's not so true when you are then moving into running and owning an agency, because just think about it. You are trying to 3X or 5X or even 10X the amount of work that you're accepting, the amount of work from when you were a solopreneur, maybe working 40 hours a week, to the amount of work that you can now do. And by you, I don't mean you personally, I mean your agency can do and can accept once you have multiple people working for you, multiple um, touch points and, and people that are primary points of contact for your clients. Now, I want you to think about this and hear me on this very, very clearly. Even when you are full, even when your client roster is full and you're like, you know, Tasha, even as an agency, we cannot accept any more clients. So why would we prioritize these strategies that we're going to talk about in terms of marketing, visibility, lead generation? The reason is because things can change at the drop of a hat. And when you've been doing what you're supposed to do and have a consistent pipeline of potential new clients, that puts you in the driver's seat to be able to make the decision as to whether you open your books and open your client roster and accept more clients or 
whether you can't because you don't have any clients waiting to be accepted. So I really want you to focus even in those times that you are full and that you have a wait list, focus on those things because the reality is that it's so much easier to open your books when you have um, people that are looking to work with you and ready to work with you and say, okay, we've taken you off the wait list and now we're ready to work with you. Then it is to kind of build and gain that momentum that it takes to get started. So if you are always ready, you won't have to get ready, right? Um, I think that there's a saying about like uh, that in sports or something like that. I, you know, be ready, be ready always so that you don't have to get ready. Don't come at me. I'm not a sports person. <laughs> so let's dig in to the four key ways that we get our clients at the Launch Guild. Number one is referrals and referral partnerships. Now I put those two things together, even though they're slightly different because referrals, we don't really need to talk about. Everybody understands referrals. You have clients that love working with you. They tell other people about you and those people hire you, right? That is the easiest. And that is probably in some ways always going to be your bread and butter in one way or another. But that is not something that we can rely on because once again, that takes us out of the driver's seat and puts us into the passenger seat. And so yes, having referrals is great, but I want you to have active ways to get clients and passive ways to get clients. Make sense? Okay. So let's move on to referral partnerships. One of my friends a long, long time ago, and I know that I've probably shared this. So if you've been listening to the podcast before or for a while, you may have heard this. She said to me years ago at this point, look for the wedding planners, not the brides and what a coffee chat is. I have an episode. I will link to it in the show notes on how I do my coffee chats and my goal for coffee chats. But I think that we underutilize coffee chats a lot of times. Coffee chats have so much power if you maintain those referral partnership relationships. If you're making sure that you are doing and honoring your part in that referral partnership and making sure that those referral partners stay top of mind for when you see opportunities for them and they hopefully in kind will do the same for you. So make sure that you are checking in early and often with your referral partners to see how they're doing, to see what they're excited about, to see if they have any new services that they're offering, to see if maybe you can do what we're gonna talk about next, a collaboration of some sort. Referral partnerships are absolutely key and I think they're going to be even more key for 2024. So those referral partnerships, once again, I like to start them with a coffee chat just to make sure that the vibe is right and to see where there is our places that we can support each other. We're looking for people who are in similar, but not exactly the same niche or the same service that we provide as, as we do, right, as they do. So for example, um, we do full service launch support. I may be looking for people like copywriters or social media managers or uh, web designers, those people who are already serving and supporting the types of clients that we want to work with because when they reach out to those people and say, hey, I'm looking for somebody who does launch support, do you know anybody? I can be a referral partner for them. And then when they say to us, hey, we had such a great time working on the launch, I would love to find somebody to work with me on ongoing social media, do you know anybody? I can refer them to that person. So it's a really reciprocal relationship when both of us are doing our part and being great referral partners to each other. Now let's move on to collaborations. Now when it comes to collaborations, they can be very similar to referral partnerships, but I think of collaborations as one step further. And what I mean by one step further is it means that you are deciding on an event or a specific something 
to either promote or to talk about, to share via either social media or to share uh, via email or something like that. So whereas referral partnerships can be, I'm going to use that word again, a little bit more passive in terms of when something comes up, you refer that person. When something comes up, they refer you. A collaboration is really intentional and it is uh, about one an event or one specific date that you are going to specifically talk about this person and their offer. And then they have a date that they specifically talk about you and your offer. This works for a lot of different industries and in a lot of different ways. You can do an email swap collaboration. You can do something like a, um, a shout out in the, in the PS of a newsletter that you do. You can collaborate and do something like an Instagram live together. The options are limitless and you just have to decide how you want to collaborate. I know that I do a lot of podcast swaps as well, where the person is on my podcast and then a few months later, or even shorter than that, I'm on their podcast. And that's a great way to get in front of each other's audiences and to learn more about how we can work together and how help our audiences learn more about how they can work with us. <laughs> and the story started back in October. Um, I was on a flight back home after going to Miami with my husband for a weekend. And I decided to do some work, um, on the plane. And so what happened was I was logged into my, uh, my Facebook account and I ended up getting logged out because Facebook was like, Oh, you're not home. And we don't recognize this IP address because it has been absolutely terrible. And I do not recommend it. Zero stars do not recommend. Um, but what I, what it made me realize was how important social media had become to my business. Now, thankfully, we have been doing other things besides just social media, but we run ads on social media. I talk to a lot of people on social media. Um, I have a lot of beginning conversations when people are looking to hire. I get tagged in a lot of posts when people are looking for launch support. And all of that came to a screeching halt with me getting locked out of my account. The other thing that was also terrible was like, everyone on my team that had access to my account also got locked out at the same time. So all of us are currently locked out of my social media account. The power of social media, especially for online business owners in general, I was going to say online service-based business owners, but business owners in general of all types, the power of social media is so, so important and so huge. And so when all of a sudden you don't have that, it does sting if, if you've been doing, if you've already been on social and doing the work. Now, if you haven't already been on social media and it's not part of your strategy, then I invite you to pick one platform to go all in on. You do not have to be everywhere. I am still on Instagram. I'm posting daily. I do my stories daily on Instagram and everything, and it has been helpful, but I do know that my primary social media platform originally until this all, all happened in October was Facebook. And the thing that I really love about it is that I could have more in-depth conversations on Facebook. And I just really loved kind of the collaborative nature of, of Facebook. So fingers crossed, think good thoughts for me. I hope to get my social media back, but I also think that it helps people see you as a valid and a solid company. Now, if, if you think about it, anytime we go and look for anything, we either go to somebody like a a business. We want to work with a business or buy from a business. We're either going to go to their website or that we're going to go to their social media. That is showing that like, oh, they are an actual business, right? They treat their business like a business. And even if you don't want to use social media as your primary place where people find you, I think it's really important that people 
are able to see who you are, what you do, and who you serve through your social media in some capacity. Yes, yes. Okay, last but not least, I have networking and coaching programs. Now, I know this one isn't for everyone, which is why I wanted to save it for last, but I do know that I have looked and been a part of, looked into and been a part of some very specific and intentional networking and coaching programs, both currently in and in the past, that have really helped me and supported me in finding new clients. Once again, I look for places where I am not, I, where I don't know everyone, where there is a new pool of people, at least in part, that doesn't know who I am. And so it gives me the opportunity to do all of the other things that I've already talked about here. It gives me an opportunity to find new referral partnerships, to have new coffee chats, to find new people to collaborate with. And that is a great thing. What I don't want you to do is be so closed off that you're constantly in the same pool with the same people having the same conversations because then we don't grow at all. And definitely our ability to find new potential clients doesn't grow if we're always talking to the same people about the same things and they know all of the same people as well. And so being intentional about finding networking and coaching programs that number one, where especially in the coaching side, you actually are interested in the content. You're not just joining so that you have the ability to network with these people. But number two, they are people that either know your potential client and your ideal client avatar or are your potential client and a potential and ideal avatar. When we couple that together, it can be a really great thing. So examples of some that I've joined, I'm not going to actually name names of programs, but I've been in programs specifically for those that are launching to learn about launching and everything that goes into launching. I've been in ones for coaches and those that are coaching and want to improve on their coaching. And you'll notice that there's overlap with what I want to learn and what I want to improve and the strategies that I want to be better at. And it's not just about the networking, but being in the room with those people really does help and support and shows them that I am, you know, working on bettering myself as well. So I hope you will take some of these strategies and customize them for you. Not everybody, not everything is going to work specifically the way that I do it is going to work for you, but I want you to think about customizing these strategies for you and finding more than one way that you are going to find your pipeline of clients for your agency this year. Remember, it is so much easier just to continue the momentum that you've already built rather than constantly stopping that momentum and having to restart it again. There are three things I know a lot about, launching, growing agency, and musical theater. If you're starting or growing a done-for-you service agency, then I definitely want you to check out the Agency Thrive Mind. This is the program for done-for-you service agency owners looking for support and accountability. Inside of Thrive Mind, you'll have access to both one-on-one and group coaching, a smaller accountability pod cheering you on, a resource library full of templates and trainings, monthly group mindset coaching, guest expert trainings, and so much more. Head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind for all the details. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind. Until next time, remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward because you are doing a great job.